Welcome to the B-Listers, a podcast about movies. Each week, we'll discuss a different movie, whether it's a new release or a silent film from almost 100 years ago. We'll leave no stone unturned. I'm Benji. I'm Brendan. And this week, we watched Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Who did, did we both agree on this, or did you recommend it? I don't remember. It was my idea. It was your idea? I have it on my list of movies to watch. Ah, man. First of first one that I, was my choice. Yeah. Probably 10 years, I think I said. Yeah, something like that. Since I've watched it. Um... I've always been a big Dark Crystal fan. Yeah. That was my Jim Henson. Um, I didn't realize how big of a following this was mm-hmm. until 10 years ago when yeah. I watched it. Uh, it uh, it got pulled from theaters because it was doing so poorly when it came out. I think I read that. I think that it was it was technically a flop. Mm-hmm. It made, in its entire theatrical run, it made about half of what the film's budget Jeez. was. Jeez. Which makes no sense to me, having David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry because it was it was uh, what was it 1986. Six. Was that the height of David Bowie? <clears throat> it was. I'd say his height was a little earlier, kind of probably late 70s, early 80s. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't realize that it got pulled from that. I mean, I knew yeah. it was a flop, but and then many years later became probably one of the biggest cult classics. Yeah, I mean, literally just starting in the next year. I think it made more money in 1987 than it made in all of 86. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I, it it yeah. makes no sense to me because how technically advanced it was. Yeah. Like. I mean, in some ways. Like, if you look at Star Wars, which ended three yeah. years before that. But I, I, I think this is just bias. I think technically advanced because of how practical and how everything looked. That's true. Practically. Yeah. Like, they didn't need any CGI. They didn't need any. Well, there was, there, there was green the green, screen, green screen, but you didn't have any, like, fake animals walking around. Speaking of animals. Speaking of animals. Oh, that was your first mistake. I was, I was petting him in the first place. No, but you guys have been a fan of this movie for quite a long time. Yeah, I... Trying to remember, I think I first saw it when I was in high school. Okay. So I, wasn't, I didn't, like, grow up on it. Yeah. Um... But it was just, it was one of those things that was like instantaneously, like the moment I saw it, I fell in love with it. I love those movies. Yeah. yeah like I growing up movies. on like Sesame Street and the Muppets and like yeah. all of other, Jim Henson's other stuff, I was like, well, how can I not love this? Plus it's got David Bowie in it. Yep. Again, I, I say Dark Crystal because that was equally the same thing, but more, I would say a lot darker. Yeah. <laughs> Probably why I liked it so much. I don't, I don't know. Pun intended. <laughs> I've never seen Dark Crystal. You've never seen Dark Crystal? <laughs> That's all right. No, that makes sense. I mean, I feel I, like a hypocrite talking about Labyrinth and then being like, oh, I've never seen Dark Crystal. No. I think that's the only, like, Jim Henson thing I've never seen. Okay. Probably. Well. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, in in terms of, like, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never watched Fraggle Rock, but I knew what it was. Yeah. I've seen some of Fra- Fraggle Rock. What was the other? He did another show. Didn't he do another show? Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Not the mama. Like, yeah. <laughs> Not the baby, whatever That show is so weird. That show is creepy. <laughs> that show is creepy. No, but uh, uh, Ben and Lee did something really cool for this this viewing. That no, we, we wanted to make it special. Yeah. Since Stephanie had never seen it. And Stephanie had never seen, seen it. it. Over 10 years. I hadn't seen it in 10 years. But, but no, they set up a whole uh, uh, living room home theater system. Yeah. We borrowed my father-in-law's projector and projector screen. And it took up pretty much like the entire... West wall of our living room. Yeah, so we just set it was it, up a, it was a whole theater. 
you know, set up the couch the way we did and made popcorn, made popcorn. And yeah, it was cool, man. (laughs) Definitely more unique and special for this one. Yeah. Um, well, because a couple of years ago, Lee and I, there was like a rerunning of that movie in theaters, and Lee and I went yeah. and saw it, and that was super cool. Which is always cool to do if you ever get a chance. If they re-release something, mm-hmm. especially something like this, yeah, go see you it. You do not want to miss that opportunity. The, <laughs> the funny story about my my history with the movie Labyrinth is I hadn't seen it until a certain somebody showed it to me. Oh no! Yeah, but it was. It's. I'm glad that I. <laughs> feel the way I do about it because I'm able to like separate it from that. Yeah. You're not holding on to that horrible memory. Yeah. I don't feel the way I felt when I watched it then. Whereas like, there's like a bunch of like albums that I listen to that I associate with like that period of music in my life. Music is different. Music holds a different level of, uh, emotion and feeling Mm -hmm. and, uh, relating things to music. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, the same thing here. Certain stuff you just can't get rid of. Right. You know, even if it was just one thing or one well, song you listen to. It's been so long, too, and there's still, like, certain albums that I'll listen to. And like, as soon as it starts playing, I'm like, I remember exactly where I was yep. at this point in time. Yep. And I was like, You can Ugh. feel it in your gut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I really, really love this movie. And I was kind of surprised to hear that Stephanie thought it was okay. Just thought it was For okay. For lack of a better term. No, it's okay. But I'm, that's, that's I'm cool. I'm glad she at least sat and watched it with she us. She sat and watched it. Um, I think she appreciates it. Probably I think she would have... on a different level now than she yeah. would have if she watched it as a kid. That's what I'm saying. If, 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 it was a lot, if it was a lot earlier, she'd have different thoughts. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, it's just a movie. Man. <laughs> David Bowie's pants are too tight. <laughs> We're waiting to get into that. Uh, they called it his um, uh, cod piece. <laughs> Look, everybody who's seen this movie knows they that know. it has to be a point they of know. conversation. They know. Like, you can't watch this movie and then not talk about it. There's too much crotch shots. There's not too much. I think there's... There's... there's <laughs> hey, she said it, not me. It, I mean, okay. When you have a character at crotch length or crotch level, when you have a character that's at that level... Yeah. You don't need to have lingering shots of that person having a conversation with David Bowie at that level. Hoggle was a short character. He yeah, there's nothing the wrong there. with that. The lady that played him was three foot two. That was a lady. Yeah, but it was it was uh, Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, that voiced him. Oh, okay. Uh, eh, still too much. I guess they actually did some padding to emphasize. Well, I'm sure they did for some reason. It was probably David Bowie's suggestion. Oh, God. Have you seen the, the outfits that he wore in the 70s I have. And 80s? No, I have. I have. It's like Madonna. No, it's better. <laughs> it's better. But, yeah, no, that, that's... That was a lot of, lot of conversation right there <laughs> of David Bowie's crotch. Yep. No, but talk about a perfect casting for... Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Jareth. Jareth. I was going to say Jared. Like, Close. The yeah. Goblin King. The Goblin King. Um, I, I believe he... So they uh, that at the time of this, there was talks of doing Lord of the Rings. Right. Same time. Back in the day, there's been talks for Lord of the Rings for, for a while. They were considering Bowie 
mm-hmm. for Gandalf. Oh, you said that they were considering Bowie, but I didn't know what for. For Gandalf. And I'm, you know? And after this movie came out, whoever was in charge of the the writing or whoever in charge of of the the rights. Right. Nah, we're good. We don't need David Bowie. So this movie, thankfully, took him off the short list Mm -hmm. for Gandalf. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to imagine it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, I say thankful. Literally impossible. Long, ah. Long, like uh, I just singing, can't imagine him with a beard singing. There'd have to be a breakout in, in a song with some with some dwarves running around. I don't know. <laughs> At crotch height. At crotch height. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Watching this uh, made me actually buy the movie. Mm-hmm. Hadn't owned it. Never have. Yeah. So that's. I'm glad it's in the collection now. It's funny because we both own it now, but we watched it on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> we streamed it, which – no, but uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly starring mm-hmm. young – what was she like? 13? 14? Early teen years, yeah. I think for any kid in that kind of movie. Yeah. She did a pretty good job. I mean, she, it was just the right amount of cheesy, so it's oh, not yeah. like her acting was really that. Well, it fit for the times. I mean, you know, in, in mid-1980s and the kids complaining about – it's not fair. Yeah. You're not fair. It kind of fit. Yeah. You know. But the whole... That, the whole yeah. Her... Yeah. Complaining. Just the main point of the movie was her acting. <laughs> I would say the biggest achievement of this movie is the freaking puppets, man. Yeah. Anything Jim Henson's attached to. There was some really, really good puppeteering in this movie. The whole scene of her dropping down that hole... With all those hands. With all the hands... Yeah. Like, I love how Benji says, like, I would love to be in a meeting with Jim Henson. Be like, how many faces can we can make, we make out of hands? Because some faces are like three or four hands. Some yeah. are like eight or nine hands. A lot of hands. And there are all faces. these people in one close contact, not social distancing. Well, it seems it was almost 40 years ago. Yeah. COVID was not even a thought in anyone's yeah. mind. No, but it's really cool. I mean, that... The uh, the characters themselves, which a mix of puppeteering and animatronics, animatronics. yeah. Because Hoggle, it was the um, the actress who played him was in like the suit, and they had like I think it was like four or five people controlling his face. Wow! One of the funniest things I read about it is that the Hoggle made he just keeps making noises throughout the movie. And he goes always like, oh, ah! yeah. It was so his mouth was always open, so the lady acting. Oh, so could they see. actually had. So they just they just yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah. Oh, they're that's just like cool. we just got to keep making them that's make cool. noise, just random noises. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I think by the, the best character that was made was the little freaking uh, rat. What was it? Sir Didymus. Sir Didymus. Didymus. Best character next to the worm. I think Ludo's my favorite character. Oh, Ludo. Is it because you feel like Ludo a little bit? Sometimes. <laughs> just a big old used to open things. Yeah. And full at, covered in hair. <laughs> I can relate to that, buddy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Two big old beards. Was there a specific part of the movie that you would pick out as like your favorite part of the movie? As the top of the, the top of the top, top of the top. Dude, honestly, the, the whole worm sequence, as as short as it is. Hey, me? No, I'm just a worm. No, I'm just a worm. No, that, that that was perfect. I mean, I thought that was just. Just that little conversation they yeah. have, right? And it's like you never see the character again, you mm-hmm. know. Just a little, little tiny, little, little fun thing thrown in there. 
Um, I do like uh, Bowie's first song. Yeah. That was, I think, the best song of the entire movie. What was the song? Is it Dance Magic Dance? Yeah. Yeah, Dance Magic Dance. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying to remember the name of it. That's the most iconic one. Once you hear that, you immediately yeah. think. I was literally about to say that that was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Anything David Bowie's singing, I'm all for. Yeah. No, honestly, I'm no, all I for agree. it. We don't have enough presence of Bowie nowadays, I think. Well, yeah, he's been dead for five Well, years. you know what I mean, though, is I think his importance should be more noted. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people should be talking about him. Yeah. I'm I talking think about him every day. The last last handful of years of his life where he was pretty secluded. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was sick, but nobody knew. No one knew. That whole, what was that last music video, which I've only seen once. I've seen it a bunch. I don't want to watch it again. It's good. Because it's, it's, it's a literal goodbye, isn't it? I mean, it's a literal yeah. of him. I mean, that whole last album. Which yeah. Is great. It's it just, he knew what was coming. Yeah. Put everything into this, mm-hmm. you know, and That's it's great. It's, it's great. So, such a dark album. Yeah. It's so good. I liked the whole stair sequence in the end. Yeah. That was filmed. I like the MC Escher. Oh, now that, now that I just, I just thought is there was a couple sequences that both of us looked at each other like, how did they do that? Yeah. She puts the, the snake on and it turns into a scarf. Yeah. But it, they do it flawlessly. Yeah. There's oh, no cuts. Yeah, I have no idea how they did that. There's no edits. I mean, she's moving during the whole time, so yeah. you couldn't, like, stop and go. Yeah. God, there was one other one I can't remember off the top of my head that was, I think it was the, the stair sequence. Yeah, of him standing up. Oh, yeah. When he, like, comes, he's upside down. Yeah. And he, like, kind of comes around. Which was probably a reverse shot. Maybe. But, but yeah, still, it was I'm like, about it. yeah, that was, ah. When you have to stop and be like, damn. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. My, I also love the fact that. In some ways, they made David Bowie a puppet. Okay, when they, when yeah. They, when he was, like, doing with the, like, the crystal balls. Oh, And the guy, yeah. like, behind him doing the, it's called contact juggling. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he had somebody doing that yeah, for him. a real, like, professional. Because it's, yeah. like, a real thing that people do. No, it reminds me of, there's a couple instances they did the same thing. Two big, big, big ones. Uh, one, Titanic. Uh-huh. So, uh, James Cameron is the one drawing... Rose, during that right. whole sequence. The second one, Deliverance. There's a sequence in Deliverance of the little boy going a uh, banjo uh-huh. uh, uh, playoff with one of the characters. And this little boy is playing the banjo. It's one of the most iconic songs you'll hear that you know is from this movie. Uh-huh. Same thing. Boy wasn't playing. Right. Guy behind him playing the song so, yeah so it's 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 been used but i yeah. didn't know that i think it was used was so something. well in this instance like you could literally it was like a front shot of david Bowie, yeah. and it was just it, you would just assume that it was his arm if, if you wouldn't told me that i'd be like dang man david bowie's good with a crystal ball what the <laughs> heck man should he use that earlier no that that was i like that he they turned into a puppet himself yeah. that was that was pretty cool um anything jim henson does the dude was a literal genius yeah to think of puppeteering to have multiple people yeah with one puppet Mm -hmm. is there anything you don't like or is it one of those ones that's like you really cannot find anything negative yeah as much as i like the song with like the green screen part with the puppets like taking off their heads and stuff yeah i could do without that scene it just because of the like the whole green screen aspect of it it just feels so out of place to me it it took it took you out of it yeah it kind of did because all of a sudden it's like you get these characters and then they're 
jumping around, doing all kinds of crazy right. stuff, which you you weren't. Yeah. From then on, you yeah. were seeing. If you gave Jim Henson things. like another week or a month to think about that, he yeah. probably could have figured out a way to do it without the green screen. I, I agree with that. I think I think they could have been something done like we were talking about the the puppeteering that's done with all black mm-hmm. shadows. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. Where it's like you can kind of tell that somebody's controlling them. Right. Like but the whole Dracula just... musical and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that should be on the list. Then get him to the Greek. Get him the Greek is a sequel to Freaking Sarah Marshall. Oh, <laughs> what? I didn't know that. Yeah. So Russell Brand, they're they're both playing the same characters. No. So Jonah Russell Hill's Brand playing is. a new character. Russell Brand is playing all the snow. All the snow. That's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, definitely have to watch that. Now. So they're they're in this. Uh, and, and get him the Greek. They're in this limo. And they're watching TV, and it's Sarah Marshall's TV show. Oh, crime and, scene, scene yeah. of crime. And so Russell Brand looks over. He's like, I dated her once. That's so funny. Yeah, man. Oh, see, you'd love getting to the Greek. I do like that it's, it's, it's an older film that doesn't need an extravagant ending. Yeah. And I miss that. I miss old movies or movies in general. That have one ending. Yeah. That just ends. Or just a happy ending in general. Just a happy ending in general. Like, everything just comes full circle. It stops. Right. That's that. It's reminiscent of old 1930 movies, 1940 movies, like Frank Sinatra. Uh-huh. 1950s, all that kind of stuff. The ending of the movie wasn't the highlight. Right. It was everything that happened. And then, of course, you can have a 30-second scene, one line. Yeah. The movie's done. Yeah. You know? That's all you need. That's all you need. This is an example. Mm-hmm. They didn't need some big old fight sequence. Right. Tease endings. Yeah. They didn't need uh, Sarah, like, re... Is it Sarah? <laughs> they didn't need, like, a big scene with, of Sarah, like, reconnecting with her, her no. dad and stepmom. It was... Because that, that's not what the audience is thinking about during right. this movie. Exactly. They don't... Like, that's, that's not the main focus no. of the movie. So, I really like that. I like that... It was an hour and it was like thirty hour forty. I think it was an hour twenty. Hour twenty, something like that. That's the perfect time for that kind of movie. I think it was like one hundred and two minutes or something. like that. We're too spoiled in this day and age to get three hour movies, which which work right for some, and not so much for a lot of them. Right. No, I, I think I'll definitely be re- revisiting it. Yeah. Soon. Um, I, I think anybody that loves puppeteering. Yeah. Or fantasy. Yeah. Or just to get lost yeah. in If you movie. just want to sit and watch a movie and not take anything seriously. If you just don't want to. If fun. you don't want to think for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's a great movie for that. And there's a lot of laugh out loud moments, man. Oh, there's a good, lot yeah. of good it's moments. It's funny. Like the whole, like the bog of eternal stench. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. One of the, <laughs> one of the most vile feeling scenes. Oh, it's so funny. Because they had, again, I want to be in the room with Jim Henson where he's like, all right, I need a crew just to make these sounds. Yeah. Who's willing? Yeah. Who do we got? Give, give, show me something, you know? I got a vat of beans and microphones. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was almost too practical. I feel like you couldn't do it any other way. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like there's a that's the best way to portray that kind of, I don't know, situation. Situation. <laughs> That kind of, uh, yeah, I'd say a situation. Yeah. That's true. That's true. 
But I, I just can't. I, I can't get over the fact that this was a flop. I can't get over the fact yeah. that people are watching it when this came out and did not like it. Yeah. Well, and it's a bummer too because it was Jim Henson's last like feature film. That was his last feature film. He and uh, he died of cancer, right? Yeah. He was probably struggling through this movie because it was only like two years after this. Four. Four years after nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's just. Well, I'm glad it was this one. Yeah. I'm glad he put. All this effort into this movie because it's it was worth it. Yeah, good old Jim Henson, man. Good old Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah. I definitely Sorry, thinking about it. I would <laughs> get a little sad. Yeah, we went to the 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 Jim Henson exhibit that was that came through. That's right. Last year, yeah, that was a lot of fun. You got to see. We got to see um, Jareth and Sarah's outfits from like the ball scene. Yep, which was really cool. Her dress was gigantic, and I never yeah. realized how tiny of a person David Bowie was. He was, he, I mean, he wasn't like super tall, but he was very skinny. Definitely one to, to check out. Definitely one to show your kids. Yeah. If you got kids around, please watch it. Just, just try it. I mean, it's, it's fun. dated. It's worth it. But it holds up. Yeah. You know, there's movies out there that are dated that don't hold up. Then you have this and Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, no matter what you show Jurassic Park, it's going to, as if you're watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Every, every time. time. Jinx, you owe me Coke. I bought you beer. How about that? That's cool, me. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Yeah, this, this one was a lot of fun. This was a good, we had quick a couple one. delays, but we're starting something new here pretty much after this yeah. one. We got a, we got a, a special a special week coming up. Yeah, which I'm excited about. What I'm excited about is we're going to start digging into Benji's brain about what he loves, everything Benji loves. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about music. Yeah, which is going to be fun. I'm excited for that. I did my homework. I'm glad. You're going to be proud. Yeah. Okay. We'll see in, in uh, two weeks when we're back on our movie conversation. Yeah. We'll be talking about the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm.